coming to you from the Pokemon Periodical Newsroom. This is Pokemon Periodical's first episode, where we will introduce you to the anchors, go over some of the latest breaking news, and touch on the anime just a little bit, and end with the Pokemon of the episode. Thank you all for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. So, as you may have heard, this is our very first episode. We'd like to kind of introduce all of our anchors. So, I am the lead anchor, John. I am going to be the main voice behind the, the podcast. I will pass it over to my co-anchor, Liz. Hello! She will be handling the Pokemon aspects of the, well, the Pokemon of the episode aspect of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then Boo Daddy 68 our other co-anchor. Hello, everybody. Boo Daddy 68 is my Nintendo uh, handle, so anybody wants to be friends out there, just hit me up. <laughs> He'll be handling the video game aspect of Pokemon. And I'll be handling the anime aspect of Pokemon, and we'll all discuss, of course, all of the various aspects of Pokemon, because all of us here have loved Pokemon for a very long time. We, uh, actually, my, my wife and I have matching, well, sort of matching Pokemon tattoos. Uh, I have an Arcanine, which we'll, we'll get to as one of my favorite Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I guess I'll start with kind of how I got into Pokemon. So I still remember the very first Pokemon commercial when it came out with Pikachu and all the uh, starters getting onto a bus, and then the bus got compacted down into a Game Boy cartridge, and then this little kid picks it up and starts playing Pokemon. And that was kind of how I found out about it. Uh, My next-door neighbor was like, dude, have you heard about Pokemon? And I saw the commercial, Mm -hmm. and I was super nerdy as a kid. I'm still super nerdy now. So I... I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. Let's check this out. I I loved role-playing games, uh, like trying to think what like zelda i guess Mm -hmm. isn't really a role-playing game but it was one of the um mobile games games back then so i I picked up pokemon and absolutely loved it Uh, bulbasaur was amazing he was my starter from bulbasaur forever i played through blue uh, started with blue my friend got red we grew up in a small little hick town so there weren't a lot of options for people to play with it was pretty much me and my next door neighbor traded between us managed to get all 150 completed our Pokedex. I even went through all the effort of getting Mew, and then we used that little glitch where you can trade and uh, shut off the power before uh, the trade is finished so that you can make duplicates of it. So I think my cartridge has like eight Mews on it still. And your Pokemon Stadium. But uh, we got into the card game once that came out, and again, it was pretty much just me and him that could play. Uh, We really enjoyed it though. Like we had no idea what we were doing initially. We finally got enough cards, got some good decks together. I begged and pleaded my mom to drive us three hours to Denver so that we could participate in a tournament because there was nothing going on in our small little hick town. Mm-hmm. And I actually did really well in the tournament. I made it to the semifinals, uh, got knocked out because I was playing against a deck that was like designed to counter mine. But I was very proud to see that later uh, that the deck I was playing kind of is similar to one of the ones that went to Nationals. So I was kind of proud of that. Played every version of Pokemon at one point or another, um, all the generations. I, I did uh, get out for a little bit. I lost some interest in, in high school. Again, small hick town, not a lot of people playing. One of my other friends picked up, what did he get, Sapphire or Ruby? I don't remember which one he got. And I was like, oh, what you play? And he's like, Pokemon. And, and I just got, hook me back up. And I, I got the other copy and started playing again. Uh, I met my beautiful wife, Liz. 
and she's a pokeaholic just like me and we actually got leaf green and fire red for each other for what's it our six month anniversary yeah. <laughs> um got diamond and pearl for each other for another one of our anniversaries um so we we've now i have someone else to trade with who i so we between the two of us can complete our pokedexes nice and well who can catch you shiny who can catch me shinies because i've never caught my own shiny <laughs> um so i've been playing the game for years played the card game loved the anime uh, i kind of lost interest in the anime after well, orange islands is what kind of got me out of it uh, got back into it with Black and White a lot because Black and White was really good in the anime uh, and kind of has stayed into it, in it since then. So yeah, that's kind of my intro to Pokemon and how I stayed in it. And I've we we have a uh, six-year-old that we have indoctrinated into <laughs> Pokemon. I, I go to League with him now every Tuesday mm -hmm. and he's learning how to both play the game and read at the same time. So that works really well. He's super excited about it. Won't stop talking about legendaries, but he's a kid. That's what they do. <laughs> I'm going to be handling the anime aspect of it for the most part because uh, I don't believe you watch it anymore. Do you, Boo Daddy? You know, I never really did. I, I watched it uh, if the kids had it on. <laughs> when they when they were growing up, but I've never really watched a ton of it. And then, Liz, you kind of lost interest. I liked Black and White because Team Rocket was actually competent, but then they got dumb again. And Ash is dumb, and he'll never grow up, and he should just freaking. I I hate the anime because he's stupid. And and say I do tend to agree with you in some aspects. He has gotten actually better about his strategies. He's gotten better about it. I'm Pokemon not saying Origins uh, is so bad. It's not better. I'm still not saying he's good with his strategies, but every now and then he throws something out, and you're kind of like, "Oh wow, he actually thought about that." <laughs> like it seemed like a bad choice, but he had reason for it instead of just okay. making the bad choice. He still wins through the power of love more than anything else. Um, <laughs> that's how he catches Pokemon. But actually, I really like the direction the anime has gone. So to kind of review the most recent episodes of the anime, uh, they were doing the Kalos Queen competition, which is kind of girly of me to like, but I, I really like Serena. She's probably my favorite female protagonist in the... Misty. I, I like Misty too. She's up there, but I really like Serena. So seeing Serena kind of grow and develop into an actual character instead of just the bland I have a crush on Ash that she was at the beginning has been really impressive and to to kind of go into the episode without revealing anything the the competition is actually really good uh, they have Jesse what was her name Shauna and uh, Serena as the the three main competitors they they have all the other ones that you see throughout the anime leading up to that in it as well but th those are kind of the main three and actually while they have continued to keep Team Rocket incompetent, Jesse and the Kalos Queen story arc has been really good. And it's really cute to see her relationship with her now Gorgeist. I, just her determination to win has been kind of an interesting new side to Team Rocket instead of just the, we're going to capture Pikachu, which they still do every other episode. Well, they every episode almost. But So they have the competition, which the competitions have some pretty good animation in them, actually. The like the dances that Serena do, they actually animate really well, which kind of surprised me. Oh my gosh, unlike black and white where they just repeated the same 
uh, animations for like the Pokemon moves over and over and over again. No, no. Black and white. Remember the the battles were actually really impressive. In oh, black and was white. it? That's why we yeah were really enjoying it. Oh, but the the animation for the competition they animate really well. Like Serena's dance, you actually see most of the motions and everything. Her Eevee or Sylveon now is like flipping and spinning, and you see all of it, and they do really good. I'll admit the actual performances are kind of cheesy, but they're well animated. And again, it, it's nice to see the characters growing and developing. It's really cute to see Ash rooting on Serena. Could care less about Bonnie. She's probably the least favorite character in the show. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who are watching it for the whole Zygarde story, the, the last two episodes, I don't think you even see Squishy, as Bonnie is calling him, um, at all. If, or, or barely any, if at all. For the most part, XYZ is pretty good. X and Y kind of went a little downhill. XYZ has picked it back up. Uh, they've had some really good storyline in it. So I would, if you have given up on the anime, it's not a bad point to come back in. Um, I do think black and white is a better point to come back into the anime because it was, again, Team Rocket. They made really competent, really good. Um, the animation for the battles was actually really impressive. You could tell they spent a lot of their budget on that because it was some of the best Pokemon battles that we had seen were in black and white. But the, the battles, while they're not quite as well animated in XYZ, are still pretty well animated. And again, like I said, there's some interesting logic behind Ash's horrible strategy now. The the last two episodes, again, the the Callous Queen, not bad, not the best storyline, but interesting to see Serena go. So I would recommend them. And then as we do our, we're going to do a bi-weekly podcast. So I'll be reviewing two episodes uh, every time that we record. So I'll go over the next ones, which I believe he's headed off to a gym battle, hopefully soon. There tends to usually be four or so episodes of filler in between any major plot episodes, but well, I'll go into that when the new ones come out. So, nice. So, there has been a lot of news recently, and since we're kind of coming into this after they've announced Sun and Moon for a while now, after all, um, let's see, Pokemon Go was just essentially released where you can actually legitimately get it today, it's actually been out for a little longer than that. Uh, I found a workaround myself, uh, but then I downloaded the le legit version. I personally would like to go into Pokemon Go okay. because that's a bit of news that I have been super excited for. Mm -hmm. I, I was really looking forward to Go. I'll admit it's not living up to my hopes. Who, Daddy, you said you just now downloaded, so you probably haven't got a chance to mess around with it at all. I just got signed in, and then it said they're having server issues. So I imagine they're just flooded probably day one. You yeah. know, I, that's I, what my guess would be. Yeah. I was able to sign in, but then it the second time I went to sign in, it wouldn't let me. It was saying unable to opt authenticate mm -hmm. even though i'm certain i typed everything in right mm -hmm. um, Liz, yeah. you have to play it a little bit right i was lucky enough to not run into the server issues but the problem that i have been running into is i'll finally find pokemon around me run down half the block to catch said pokemon throw a ball it'll do its whole animation and then it'll freeze and crash and i've had that happen to me four times and one of them was with a growlith which I was rather upset because I wanted to catch it for you because, you know, Arcanine. But the game crashed. And it keeps crashing. Like I said, I I mean, it just came out. There have been there have been some issues, obviously. 
I was talking to another guy at work who said it was crashing on him a lot. The time that I see it crash the most oh, seems to be seems to be whenever you are actually catching the Pokemon. Right as like it goes into the Pokeball, it seems to freeze. I don't know if it's trying to load some information to see if you catch it or not, but it just kind of stops and never finishes catching and locks the game entirely, and you have to back out, which is mm-hmm. what sounds like happened to you. Right, and it still sees... Uh, that you've uh, attempted to capture this Pokemon. So in like Pokemon nearby, it'll show up, it'll no longer be a silhouette, but be the actual Pokemon image, but it won't show up again until that refreshes and then you could try again. See, I hadn't actually got to play it enough to see that. So that that's... Uh... It's just very frustrating. So, I mean, it's new. They're working at the kinks. Um, I don't know. Did either of you guys play Ingress at all? No. It's... Uh... I, I haven't, no. Okay. It's uh, Nintactics, whatever their company is called, other baby things. Ingress? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Pokemon Go is very similar to that from what I've seen so far. In fact, a lot of the locations use the exact same locations from Ingress. The whole setup is really, really similar. So I, I feel like it really is just Ingress with a Pokemon skin, which I was hoping for a little more than that. I don't know, what were you guys... I think some people had some unrealistic expectations for the game. I know initially when it was announced, I was like, oh, I'm going to get to go out and like travel the world and catch Pokemon. I even considered making a Kickstarter to see if like I could get people to fund like six months of me just traveling the world, catching Pokemon and documenting it like Crocodile Hunter style. Um, so what were your guys' initial expectations for Pokemon Go? Well, I'm not terribly knowledgeable about it. It just sounded like it uses your location and things like this. And, uh, you know, you can just find Pokemon out in the world. And they have that accessory that you can have on your... It's like a little wristwatch thing. And somehow that plays a role. So, I mean, I don't I don't have huge expectations, especially after going through the whole Mitomo thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, it's not going to be like a game you'd play on your, you know... 3ds or something i don't figure but it'll probably be just a good time waster you know kind of fun that's what i'm hoping for so one one thing that i really feel they need to add to it having played with it for maybe 30 to 45 minutes is ingress had a pretty good tutorial system built into it Mm -hmm. where it went through like this is how you capture a portal this is how you link portals this is how you make fields all the the various aspects of the game that you need to know and I didn't see anything like that in Pokemon Go. Yeah, there really wasn't. And like, I would be right next to a wild Pokemon, and it wouldn't be showing up. And mm-hmm. I was like, do I need to do something to make it show up? Like, I see the little poof of grass that it does. Oh, that was driving me nuts too. Um, or like, if you bring up, uh, there's a little menu saying, "Oh, there's Pokemon nearby." You could bring that up where there's a whole bunch of silhouettes of Pokemon you haven't caught yet. And there's like little footprints underneath them, and they range anywhere from one to three footprints. And it's like, does three mean it's close by? Or does one mean it's far away? I mean, what does that mean? But yeah, I can't find any answers. But then the game itself keeps crashing. So I'd really... Patch it. Obviously, they're going to be doing updates and patches because it has a lot of glitches right now. Yeah. Um, I'm still looking forward to it. I'm still going to spend probably all day today running... Or sorry, tomorrow on my day off running around catching Pokemon or trying to at least. I I really hope they add a tutorial to it because... Mm -hmm. I don't understand how some of the functions work. Like, I, I got to a Poka, Poka stop, I think oh, is what yeah. it's called. Mm-hmm. They're little unique locations where you can get items and stuff. 
and I, I opened it and I just clicked on it to try to open it mm-hmm. and like it started spinning and pokeballs dropped out like okay was I supposed to spin it more would I have gotten more if I'd spin it better yeah. do I just click on it so I, I I want more information on how it works I feel like they yeah. I mean even the basic Pokemon games have kind of that walkthrough at the beginning to teach you what to do mm-hmm. so if they add that in I think that'll help a lot and clear up a lot of people's problems because a lot of what I've read and seen from other people posting is similar. They just It's so different from what they're used to mm-hmm. that they don't know what to do. And it's not as intuitive as the other games, which were like, I can pick up any one of these at this point and just play it because I know how. Mm-hmm. I just want it to work. Like when I finally was able to download the game, Tristan and I were just so excited as Tristan's our son. And he's like putting on his shoes. He's like, let's go, let's go, let's go catch a Pokemon. And he was like, let's go catch Kyrim. And it's like, he's not there. It's the first 150. Mewtwo. It's like, nope. So we're just walking around. We would find Pidgeys and Ponyta. And then there was the Paris. And we're just walking around this little field. And it was fun to run up. It's like, grass over there, move, let's go. And we would run across the field to that where that grass was. But then the game would crash or it would slow down and things didn't make any sense and I would have to go out and go back in so it's like for for our son and I it was a lot of fun if only it worked so I, I think it sounds like especially since you haven't played it any boo daddy that the the jury's still out on what we think about yeah. it um it a few oh practice. yeah yeah that's usually if it's an in-demand kind of app they always are a little weird at first but they'll They'll get worked out. There's a lot of money behind Pokemon, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I took a quick look at some of the microtransactions you can do, and it looks like it's mostly a whole bunch more extra Pokeballs and little things like that. They already give you, like, 50. They, they do give you a pretty good starting amount, and I found an extra, like, 10 just hitting up that Pokestop right by my work three times mm-hmm. on my break. Because nice. it refreshes really quickly, which is something that I noticed is better than an Ingress where you had to wait... 15 minutes I think before you could hit the portal again hmm. so for someone who like I have 15 minutes on my break I can go hit up that Pokestop at least twice maybe even three times I don't know quite how quickly it refreshes mm-hmm. it kind of gives you a new lease on what's around you like now I'm excited to go into work and see if we have a Magnemite that's causing my blue screen of death or walk over to the koi ponds they have over there and see if I could catch a goldeen. And it's like, I never go outside. So, any other thoughts, comments on Pokemon Go before we move on? No. Nope. I think it's probably something we're going to come back and discuss. Because, like I said, I'm looking forward to see what they, what it becomes. Mm-hmm. So. Right now it's just a bit jittery. And I'd definitely be interested in hearing your thoughts on it as well, Boo Daddy, once you uh, get to play it a bit. You'll have to tell us what oh, you could catch in your area and we could drive over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows? Maybe some rare things crawling around out there somewhere. <laughs> you have the whole bunch of big birds out there. Maybe you'll run into a talon flame later down the road. <laughs> One thing in, in mention of that, actually, uh, when I was constantly checking for updates on whether I could get the game or not. I kept refreshing the page. Um, One of the news articles that kept popping up is there was a police station in Australia (laughs) that had to request the Pokemon Go players do not come into their station because there was a sand slash in the station or something, or sorry, a sand shrew in the station, Uh I, I believe is what it said. And there was actually a really good post from the police station. I thought it was pretty funny. 
Um, they said they are actually very nice and understanding. Yeah. But they're like, just to remind you guys, you don't need to actually come into the station to catch that sand slash. And he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Right, he was also asking them to look both ways before crossing the street. Yeah. So I, it's inter- I'm worried about the possible negative feedback that might come from this. <laughs> like, this guy got hit by a car because he wasn't watching what he was doing while playing Pokemon Go. Or there was another really funny uh, tweet out. He's like, no, officer, I wasn't about to jump off this bridge. I was trying to get catch that Gyarados down there. So we'll, we'll see if they make that so they don't put it in bad spots. Like, putting it in a police station is probably They're not the best silly. idea. Like, the corner of the police station where people can get to it very easy maybe might make a little more sense. I saw there was another like, one in a hospital. Or like the statue or the sign outside or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, in, in the hospital, um, <laughs> things like that might not be the best idea. Oh, can you imagine the PSA commercials a few years from now? Kids, look up from the screen before doing such and such. Remember, kids, Pokemon Go kills. (laughs) This is your brain. This is your brain on Pokemon Go. (laughs) I I think that they'll they'll work it out a little more. And most of the stops that I've found have been in decent locations. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, they they used a lot of the ones from Ingress directly. So I, I plan on walking all around our town tomorrow and finding all of them and I will perhaps bring up if I find some incredibly dangerous ones the next time we talk. I feel like we've kind of uh, beat this about as much as we can. There's a sand slash outside the shooting range. Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> um, so, let's move into Pokemon of the episode. Who's that Pokemon? So, for, for these first couple episodes, we plan on hitting on the various anchors' favorite Pokemon. So my favorite Pokemon has always been Arcanine. I actually had to trade for my Growlithe because I had blue. Um, so I traded my Vulpix to get my Growlithe because Arcanine was just awesome. He, like, I loved wolves, and I like fire. I'm a little bit of a pyro. And this was a giant, fire-breathing, red-striped wolf. And I, that's awesome. <laughs> so I had to get my Arcanine. I, I've got my Arcanine tattoo because I love Arcanine that much. He's my spirit Pokemon. <laughs> I have always had an Arcanine in every game, even if I had to jump through hoops to get it. I think in black and white, the soonest I could, I transferred in a Arcanine so that I could play with it. It was like my only non-Gen 5 Pokemon that I had. I'm, I'm sure both of you guys are familiar with Arcanine. Oh, yeah. I obviously am a bit biased. Gen 1-er. So, what are your guys' thoughts on Arcanine? Oh, I, I'm going to be the most ignorant of the bunch on a lot of this stuff, actually, because I'm an old-timer when it comes to Pokemon. <laughs> so, I, I kind of watched my kids playing, and I got involved because I was the, a type of par- parent that wanted to know, you know, what my kids are into, what their games are like, or what their interests are, and um, that's how I got into it. But I just, I don't know tons about certain types of Pokemon. I just, I know... A little bit about the ones I like, you know, and the ones I use a lot during the games uh, that I play and things like this. But no, he's a cool one, and I I do like fire Pokemon, so that's always fun. They're useful, <laughs> and like you, I am a bit of a pyro myself. I, I like building a fire. I like barbecuing with charcoal, not the gas, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. What about you, Liz? 
For me, I really like his design, and I did design your your tattoo. But I also have some fun trivia, and that's why I'm kind of in charge of the Pokemon of the Week, because I dig deep into what made him design it this way, and what's the folklore behind that? And there's so many fun stories out there that I want to share. So with Arcanine, as many of you might know, it's loosely based off design-wise off of a Komenu, Komenu or lion dog in English, or food dog in Chinese. They're normally placed as pairs, either guarding the entrance or inner shrines of many Japanese Shinto shrines. But originally, these things uh, came from, of course, Chinese mythos being the food dog. They were originally guardian lion dogs and did originate from the Tang Dynasty. And these lion-like creatures were believed to have influenced by lion pelts and depictions introduced through the Silk Road trade through the Middle East or into India because lions don't live in China. But those were coming up through the Silk Road into China and they thought, these are big, powerful, mean-looking things. We shall put them out as our guardians that will both dispel evil spirits and invite in good spirits. And then uh, the first uh, guardian statue appeared in India around the third century on top of a giant column erected by King Oshaka. And the tradition spread into far into China, Korea, and even into Japan, where we see it's through here, uh, taking a life of its own in the Endo period in Japan and also taking on the life of other animals other than being a lion-dog mix. It's also included wild boars, dragons, foxes, and tigers, hence his stripes. So you're the guardian dog. I guess that sort of makes sense. <laughs> the wolf is your spirit animal. I mean, the, the intro to the original anime had Arcanine running across the field with all the other Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So that that's one of my core memories of Arcanine from the, the anime. I Again, I there, a lot of the Diamond Pearl Battle Frontier I didn't watch a lot of. So one of my other favorite episodes is uh, an early on one with Officer Jenny, and it's the oh, essentially the the, the, episode the, where, the canine yeah. training camp. Oh, that was a good one. And like I, part of the reason I loved Officer Jenny so much was because she has Growlithe, and occasionally you see an Arcanine with them. And so in that episode, there was all the Growlithe that the Team Rocket dressed up as Jenny with their vocal distorter. So I, I, that's one of my favorite episodes that had Arcanine and Growlithe in it. If you paint black stripes on our corgi, he looks like one. A very stumpy Growlithe, not, <laughs> not so much an Arcanine. He also needs a tail. But uh, as far as in the video game goes, he actually has some really good stats. He was supposed to be a legendary initially. They toned him down a little bit and went with Moltres instead of Arcanine. Because he didn't fit the theme. Because they wanted to stick with three birds. But his stats are still some of the highest out of the 100, original 150 that aren't legendaries. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, as I said, I have had a Growlithe on my team pretty much since the beginning. I have had a variety of different movesets. The current one that I am running on my competitive team is sort of a glass cannon. He's uh, got wild charge, uh, extreme speed, flare blitz, and close combat. So two of those moves have recoil, and close combat lowers his defense. So, I mean, if he gets hit, he goes down pretty quick. But I've got him trained to be as fast as he can. So he hits very hard, and he hits fast, and he tries to sweep the, as fast as possible. So that that's the moveset that I like on him. 
Um, I believe I've, I'm currently debating between a life orb and a shell bell. I'm trying to figure out which one will actually get him more HP back after his attacks, since he is pretty much pure attacking. But I, I like that setup of moves because it gives some good type coverage. So, I mean, you've got the uh, wild charge, which is the essentially electric flare blitz to deal with the water type, and you've got the close combat to deal with the rock type. So two of his biggest weaknesses, you've got something to handle. So that's the, the moveset that I really like for Arcanine. Might not be the best. I'm sure you could find something that's a little more optimized. But it's a, a nice, fun one to play with. I will say the biggest drawback to that is if you're just playing through the video game, because a lot of his moves have, because the two moves have recoil, it doesn't work as well for just playing through the game. Because anytime he attacks, he takes damage. Now... In competitive play, that's not an issue because after that battle, you heal up. But when you're going a long ways between Poké Centers, you end up needing to invest in some healing items to keep them going. Like, he'll obliterate anything you come across, but you have to worry about that recoil. Anyone else have anything that they want to add? With the Shell Bell, doesn't it uh, mostly affect water types? Like, we're getting water type Pokemon's health back. Unless I'm getting my items confused, the Shell Bell uh, heals one-eighth, I believe, of the damage that you deal to the opposing Pokemon. Oh. Because um, I thought it was just a water type thing. I must be thinking of something else. And then the, the Life Orb heals one-sixteenth of your total HP. I could always just go old-fashioned leftovers. Or leftovers is what I meant, not life. Oh, wow. I, it's okay. Whoops. I know about Pokemon, really. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the leftovers is 116. That, that's what I had yeah. meant, not life orb. Life orb would... I did toy with the idea of life orb and just really make him like do as much damage as possible and hope that you don't get hit back. Mm. But um, I decided I should probably put something to help keep him alive a little more on there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Must any of you guys have anything else you want to add? Well then, this has been the first episode of Pokemon Periodical. Um, If you enjoyed this, make sure that you rate us in iTunes, give us some reviews. It'll help other people find this podcast. There will be, this is the first of a three-parter to get to know the anchors. So there will be two more where you'll go more into uh, Boo Daddy and more into Liz and get a chance to hear more about their story and how they got into Pokemon Um, and hear more of their segment, as well as some different news, because we have a lot of news to catch up on. You can find us at PokemonPeriodical.com. You can find us on Facebook at PPP-PokemonPeriodical. For some reason, wouldn't let me do Pokemon Periodical. (laughs) I had to put the PPP in there. Figured PPP kind of worked for Pokemon Periodical podcast. Mm -hmm. I thought it was clever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And you can also follow us on Twitter at PokePeriodical. Um, it wasn't long enough for <laughs> Pokemon Periodical because as my wife pointed out while she was trying to design the artwork, it's uh, Periodical has 10 letters in it, Yes. Uh, which she hated me for while trying to fit it around <laughs> the Pokeball. <laughs> around our logo. Would you two like to say where people can find you as well? Sure. You could find me at Eliza Guerra on Twitter. Also at Eliza Guerra on the Tumblr and then my website, lizguerra.com. And how about you, hey. Daddy? Uh, if you want to email me, I, I'm at uh, eric.boo, and it's E R I K, eric.boodaddy at, at gmail.com. And uh, that actually reminds me 
one of the segments we would like to add on once we get some more viewers is we'd like to do a uh, letter to the editor section mm -hmm. where we go over some emails that you guys send in to us. So for these first couple episodes, if you guys want to send us an email kind of just telling us how you got into Pokemon, uh, we would be more than happy to read it on the podcast and share everyone's kind of stories about Pokemon and how they got into it and why they love it. So you can email us either directly through the Pokemon Periodical website, there's a contact us button, uh, or you can email us at pokemonperiodical at gmail.com. And so once we get enough of those, we'll start reading some of those on the podcast as well. Give uh, some of our listeners some shout outs. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoyed our show.